I got a question. Uh-huh. Now, answer me this. Um, your thoughts on people who wash their hands before they pee. What? Yeah. It's, that's weird, right? I'm not wrong in that. Unless they just had like hot wings or cut a pepper. Then that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, at work. I just think it's interesting. You could be at work and you come in, you wash your hands, you pee, and then you leave. Wait, wait. Um, so they don't wash it on the way out? No. That's what I'm saying. So Ooh. I didn't realize. I thought it was, oh, you come in, you pee, you wash your hands, and you leave. So some people will do a wash-in and a wash-out. Some people will do a wash-in and no wash-out. And some people will just do a wash-out. I didn't know there was a variation. I thought... You pee and you're holding on to, you know, yourself. There's going to be some splashbacks. So you can get that piss mist trademark on your hands. And uh, <laughs> and uh, apparently people don't believe that. So, or what? they really believe in like their bodies being temples and they're not trying to get anything past the doormat. So they're um, making sure everything's clean. You know, like when you're a kid and you go to a Sunday bar and they have instructions like first get the ice cream, then put the sprinkles on. Then like you need that in the bathroom. What is this? Oh, Sunday bar. Okay. I thought you were going to a restaurant that was all Sundays, and I was like, what? What place is this? That's a good idea. Trademark. Oh. <laughs> Trademark. Trademark. <laughs> Welcome to Microaggressive. Two friends, two coasts, too much to talk about. BG in San Francisco. It's Jay from BK. I have a gift for you. What's that? I saw us last night. Oh shit! <laughs> What'd you think? Uh, I'm gonna hold my opinion until you give your full synopsis, which I know you've waited weeks for. Oh damn! It's been a minute. Like that fire is. I forgot that shit. Um, <laughs> let me see. From what I remember, and this is me Sunday morning. Um, basically, that movie to me was a critique on like socioeconomic and political. Um, differences amongst Americans in the context of a horror movie. So you had the people who were underground, the tethered people who were controlled by the government or the cabal, and they um, they uh, basically live a lesser life or like a you know a lower class life in that uh, socioeconomic uh, lens. And you have these people who are living this you know privileged life, and they don't really appreciate it. The biggest concerns are. Who's going to win it at the uh, track race and who has a bigger boat? And um, I think it was a commentary on America now and how people's voices need to be heard. And these people you thought you could ignore are now in your face and you have to answer to them. Um, I didn't think it was a race movie at all. I know I said that before, Um, but it really seemed political to me. Um, And I thought it was good. Keep talking. Tell me how you felt. And I'll remember some stuff as we go along. I felt like I needed the first five minutes and the last 10 minutes of the movie. You only needed? That's all I needed. Oh, well, that's all that's I most needed. movies. Uh, <laughs> an action movie in the past 30 years. Um, the coolest part was the Looney's I Got Five on It classical remix. That was the best haunting. part. Of it. That was the best part. Wow. That was the best part. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, it was 
it was good. It was, I don't know that. Like, What horror movie I'm, was better? How about we... we? So I'm not into horror movies, so maybe that's my problem. Okay. This was supposed to be the movie that put me on Jordan Peele's team. Nah, that's that's a huge buildup. I don't know if you could rest on one movie. You, that's what you, that's exactly what you said. I will play back the tape, sir. Oh, then I you did. Said, but I, you no, said, but what I'm movie, saying is you're not going in unbiased. If it was an unbiased person, I'm telling my mom about oh. it. I'd be like, oh, just go and see it and you'll like this movie. For you, you told me since uh, Key and Peele <laughs> that you're not feeling these, these dudes at all. But yeah. No, nah, but I, you know, the whole time I took it out of my brain that like Joey and Peele made it. And like, I walked up and was like, the fact that you took like, that out of your brain means it was in your brain and there's no way you just deleted <laughs> that memory. It's not a disc cleanup. Yeah. <laughs> it was all right. Okay. It was all right. All right. It's all right. All right. It's right 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 better than not good, yeah. I guess. Right it's better than hate. For me. Um, no, like, I think it, I was more interested in like, the like body doubles. I was like, yo, okay, how who's like <laughs> one point the body double for like Winston Duke looked like Jordan Peele. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Like showing the side of the back of his head. I was like, that might be Jordan Peele. Right focusing there. on everything <laughs> but the story. <laughs> Shit. The music and the uh stunt doubles. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I mean it was a little <clears throat> my bad. Um mm. I got this like allergy cough that's not gonna go away. Um no, nah, I thought the interesting part was the most violent death in the whole movie was when the the teenage girl was beating up the white girl. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, hey, he's getting some, he's getting some out here, <laughs> <laughs> some tension you getting out here. Um, yeah, Elizabeth Moss, she plays creepy really well, like Handmaid's Tale, like this. I was trying to figure out where she was from. I thought that was the girl from uh, American Mad Pie. Man. Nah, Madman. Oh, you thinking of Elizabeth Banks? No, no, no. The girl from nah, American not, Pie. Yeah, that's she's from Wet Hot American Summer. She dated the jock. Uh, she was in um that movie with uh, the pervert. Damn, there's so many. That doesn't narrow it down at all. Um, <laughs> Kevin Spacey, American Beauty. Oh, Mina oh, Savari. Nah. That's Mina Savari. Yeah, name. I thought that was her. Okay. Nah. Was wrong. Yeah, we should do a whole podcast where we just do that. Like, oh, you remember that? She was in that thing. <laughs> um, it's the new... Nah, um, um, what is that game? Um, charades. It's like exactly. the new Charades. Yeah. We're doing it right now. Oh, what is that thing? <laughs> What's that game oh, show? We should make that. Shit. We should make that. Trademarked. Trademarked. Yeah. Um, nah, it was... Okay, the movie was... like, I, Yeah, like the acting. I was like, yo, that's hard to like act against yourself like yeah i'm going to everything but the plot mm-hmm. um so i was like yeah shout out to to the actors um and yeah i mean it was a little heavy-handed like i like you know you can see kind of the end coming you're like yeah that's probably what happened mm-hmm. um so wait did you think and- it was a political movie what what do you think his message was you think it was all those levels you think it was one specific thing he was trying to get across to you or what so I'm going to be real. I'm going to give you a compliment. When you were breaking it down, I was like, yo, that's a very cogent argument that makes a lot of sense that I did not walk out of the theater going that deep. I went out of the theater just being like, really? Okay. Like I was like, I wasn't like your analysis right there was very like, yeah, that makes complete sense. Like, I mean, it's a little bit the like we're tethered. Some people are underground. Some people aren't like, I was like, okay, yeah. Um, you're like doing the like some like, not even Twilight Zone shit, just like some, yeah, haves and haves nots. But yeah, I guess I didn't like put the political lens on it. Mm. 
but that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. The Hands Across America thing was also kind of creepy. It was like my friend who went with me, she was like, what does he have against Hands Against America? <laughs> like, what <laughs> happened to him as a child? <laughs> well, I said that was one um, of the most iconic things going on for the year that he chose. And then because, and I guess can, we can do spoils, right? It's been like a month since the uh, movie came out. So I can say something, right? Yeah. Okay. So spoiler, spoiler alerts if you're like me and you take a lot of watch movies. Yeah. So the reason that um she was dwelling on Hands Across America and that was her plan to uplift the people is because at the time that she was abducted and switched, that was the last thing she saw and was the biggest thing going on on mm. uh on TV. So she locked mm. into that idea and then that night she gets abducted, she gets trapped for however many years, twenty mm. some years, and all she can think about is this thing where people are rising up. And supporting each other and overcoming what were they raising money against? I don't know money. I don't know some shit. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> movie next movie topic. Um, I heard that this uh, Avengers movie people were paying a thousand dollars for tickets just to get in because it was sold out. That's I crazy, that's crazy. So I went to see it last night. Obviously, oh, Avengers is out. How was they that? had like they had. I didn't see. I didn't see Avengers. I'm saying oh, I saw us, but yeah. like the movie theater had like six theaters for avengers in the line and this was like late at night so i was like these dudes been here all day like i felt bad but like i'm gonna watch a movie but like i don't need to be up in the like front line of shit people want that experience they want to uh just so they could be the first to comment on the internet message boards that's what that's what that's what life is right now let me be the first to comment on the social media we talked about no i don't want to bring that up never mind (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was going to tell you a story, but we actually spoke about the story before. Um, it was the girl who fell off the watchtower. She was a college student, and they said she was doing it for a selfie. Selfie. Yeah, we it didn't talk up, about it on. We didn't talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, the reason I don't want to bring it up is because they came out with a um, report after that from the school newspaper, and it was saying that it was becoming sensationalized. And that that wasn't the reason. It was legitimately an accident but the context of a yeah. millennial going for a social media shot sounded more interesting yeah um, so yeah so yeah yeah rest in peace for that rest in peace yeah there was some articles reading it was like why are we are we like our brains wired to do selfies and they did this whole thing there's this woman she was this model in japan or something but she was also this hardcore hiker and she did she climbed some peak in Japan and thought it would be funny to like put a bikini on and take a picture at the top yeah. of the mountain. So she started doing that and got mad popular. So this became her thing. Um, and then, but she was a real hiker. Like she'd go out with like a satellite phone and all that stuff, maps, like water, all that stuff. And she was hiking once and she fell on a ravine and like, she wasn't taking a picture. She just fell. And she called on a satellite phone and, Lo and behold, they didn't get to her in time, so she died. Mm-hmm. Um, but then everyone was just like, was well, she probably taking a selfie and fell off? And it was just like, wow. You know, it was like people just want to go to that one thing and hate. Yeah. It was like, no, she was a serious hiker that had a horrible accident. She also happened to be somebody that would take selfies at the top of a mountain. Yeah. People are going to always go to the most interesting and stimulating story regardless. Um, so, of course, that's the best one. And that's the one they're going to go after. Because who wants to hear that the lady had an accident and she died? Hiking. 
<laughs> we would not be talking about it on the podcast. Um, <laughs> speaking of selfie culture, Coachella recap also from a minute ago. I got to recap yeah. too. I feel like we on. had. I feel like we had spring break. We had. <laughs> we had <laughs> it was like holidays. <laughs> um, so yeah, Coachella weekend one. Um, selfie culture is alive and well. I'm so glad I. I'm not a youth right now. Like, yo, the 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 selfies just got to be exhausting. I don't know why that's still the popular thing to do. It's lasted a little bit too long, but it's it's vanity. Um, there has to be something bit. else you can, some other angle or some other thing you can do. What was what was our version of vanity? Like, we wasn't taking selfies, but we were probably doing some stupid teenage shit. What was our version? Probably clothes. I feel like clothes was our vanity. Um, oh. Personally, <laughs> I don't think we were doing. <laughs> I got well another topic to bring up on that. I want to bring up something about Coachella. I heard that there was this incredible amount of um, herpes outbreaks. After Coachella, they had all these reports coming in from around that location, and uh, wanted to know: Did you uh, did you see that going down? <laughs> Were people sharing bottles or making out, hooking up? Um, it's never happened like this before. At least they haven't linked it to previous Coachellas, from what I've heard. <laughs> I don't like where your questions are going, sir. Uh, I don't like this line of inquiry. Um, so Coachella is weird, man. I think I've told you this, like. It's in Palm Springs. It's in the desert. It's it's actually really beautiful, um, and it's hot. It wasn't super hot the weekend I was there, mm-hmm. um, and it's a f- fucking music festival, right? So people are like, you know, kind of. Oop, my bad. Uh, people are kind of like, you know, wearing not a lot of clothing, but you know, for three days of being around that environment, you think you'd be in a different mindset. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot get in that mindset because, like. There's a lot of like teenagers and like twenty year olds, and this is like I'm seeing a lot right now. But I'm not. I can't. I can't react because I don't know. It. Yeah, that's just not how my brain works. Okay. Um, so you see a lot of that. So there's just a lot of like trying to see and be seen type shit. Um, you know, flaunting sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of girls trying to twerk that can't. Um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then you got like people like me. You got like freaking ridiculous vvv vip shit mm. um so it was like it runs a spectrum um but uh you know it's like a it's like a big festival right so a lot of dancing a lot of whatever you know if you know how to dance you know it gets closer to you know feeling a little libido rising shit so you okay. know there's a lot of stuff yeah um so yeah you see people getting down you see people i didn't see a lot of people doing drugs but i have in the past mm. um so, yeah, and then so at Coachella you could do, you could do, you can camp, you could do car camping, or you can like stay in the hotels and shit. I stay in the hotels, obviously. Um, so yeah, I imagine if you're like young and you're out at a festival all day, you're drinking, you're doing your thing, then you go back to like the camping area or the car camping area. You know, I'm sure there's a little bit of, uh, it's a prime location for an outbreak. I'll put it that way. Prime location for an outbreak. <laughs> But yeah, so, man, that whole time, that whole weekend, man, like I'm just not in that mindset. It's just like, yeah, like put some clothes on, please. Like you got braces. So I think that's how the measles outbreak is really going to take off because what's going to happen <laughs> and like, hear me out. Um, Cause it was just this report in Brooklyn about how um, we have like all these crazy measles outbreaks and it hasn't been an outbreak with these numbers since 2000 when they declared that it was officially basically, you know, pretty much gone. Um, mm-hmm. So what's going to happen is all of these, kids who are the product of their anti-vaxxer parents are going <laughs> to grow up in their you know a little affluent lifestyle they're going to hit up the next coachella and there's going to be a massive measles outbreak and then that's how the uh zombies are going to come 
that's how it's going to end. I feel like you just wrote the next plot for the Jordan Peele movie. Oh, see? Now, I'll take that as a compliment for him. No, No, actually, as I thought, I was like, yo, fuck him. We should write that movie. That actually sounds good. (laughs) Oh, trademark, trademark. Yeah, let's do that. Trademark, (laughs) trademark. All right, back to the music of Coachella. Um, Yeah, so uh, I think uh, I told you some of this. So, like, Pusha T, uh, Pusha T. (laughs) So, he's a good live artist. Like, he's that energy. But your man... Your man's like pushing 40 or over 40 and just is still with the braids. S- still with the braids, still rapping about Coke, like he's still selling it. So, like, his, be- you know, like they put like visualizations or videos on the screen. Mm-hmm. Your man is not subtle. Your man has people skiing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's his dancers. He's got like these two dancers. They're dressed up like the abominable snowman. Like, your man is not subtle. <laughs> Some Jeezy stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he got good energy. And um oh, so so I heard this and I thought it was an insult, but I know you're a fan, so I'm gonna hear hear your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. So we were watching Anderson Pack, uh Pac, and um uh a couple of my friends were like, Who's that guy that sounds like Bruno Mars but raps mm-hmm. more? <laughs> I was like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. They're like, he kind of looks and sounds like Bruno Mars, and I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was. I was like, "What are you talking about?" And like, I went there, like, "No, he's like Bruno Mars, but he raps." And I was like, "Yo, um, no, but uh, he was good." Um, Lizzo was fun. Lizzo was mad fun. Yeah, shout out to Lizzo. Like, I'm feel I, she's like a, I read something like she's a she's like a Missy Elliott if she was more indie. She did a record with uh, Missy too, isn't she a protege? Yeah, of, tempo. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah, and it's actually a good song. Like, and Lizzo's fun. Like. And she's like, I know everyone like so I was like, oh, she's talking about body positivity, and it's like, yeah, she just likes who she is. Yeah. Why? Why is it that is it becomes news when somebody that doesn't look like the norm is happy? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she's a bigger black woman, and she loves herself. <laughs> why is this special? <laughs> um, what else is good? Oh, uh, um, I'm sorry if anything happened that weekend that caused, you know, your TV to to shake or stuff to not get knocked off the wall. But, you know, me and Idris was in the same room at the same time. That dude got so, married. Shout out to that I heard. Yeah. This is where me and him are different. This is how we know we're not the same dude. <laughs> uh, his second marriage, I heard. Congrats. Do your thing. Do your thing. Um, but no, nah, but he, he, he did a two-hour DJ set. It was actually really good. You man, you have respect. The DJ and me respects him. Um, and he, you know, it's like dance. It's like house and like funk and stuff. Like, it was good, man. Um, yeah. Um, who else I rock with? Um, Kate Trinanda. Yeah. Um, yo. Yo, tell New York to shut up. Tell New York we hit, we recorded a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of, yeah. of background wow. ambiance. Yeah. Is somebody let's robbing let's a car by you? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you should be calling the cops. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we keep it real. This ain't that real, this ain't that and fake studio it's shit. It's great. <laughs> we sitting on milk crates right now. On USBs. Um, <laughs> uh, Ketrananda, uh, yeah, his, his set was good. Um... Who else was good? Yeah, this has been, I can't pronounce the name. Is It starts with a K. It's K-H-R-U-N-A. 
G-B-I-N, Krunagbin or something. Never heard of it. Exactly. Um, it's kind of like, it's like instrumental funk. Like, yeah, it's like, it's some good chill out music, some good trying to set the mood music, some good just focus. Like, it, it was good. It was, it was very good. And uh, it's a black dude who's a drummer. This Latina chick who plays the bass and um, uh, it's a white dude on guitar. Um, and I think you know this. I, I really have, I don't know, it's like a weird thing. I really enjoy female bass players. Like, I just always have a crush on them. Maybe yeah. because yeah, maybe because I'm trying to play the bass. And <laughs> um, I don't know. But yeah, they, they were good. Uh, Blood Orange was good. Um, who else? I didn't see Childish Gambino. Um, I mean... I heard his show was good, but I was tired. I saw his like, um, video. What is it? Video album with uh, Guava Rihanna. Island. Yeah, it was. It was a video album. It uh, <laughs> had just enough plot to, you know, include some songs in it. So that was okay. accomplished. Um, good for him. Yeah, was doing in my office the other day uh, at lunchtime. Went to the Adidas store to buy the Donald Glovers, and he like took them out of the box, and I saw them, and I'm like, wait. What Donald Glover has some signature Adidas that just came out. Really? Wow. Yeah, and they like sold out online, and like people was hyping up for this shit. So this dude in my job was like, "Oh, I went online. I like couldn't see them. I, I, they were, I mean, they were all gone." He went to the Adidas at lunch, and there was some left. So he bought it. He took it out the box, and they just look like some fucking skippies, yo. They look like some kids. Hold on, I'm pull them up. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, like tennis shoes. Yeah, that's exactly like it's like the perfect Donald Glover shoe. <laughs> they look like white Adidas. <laughs> Like is a simple fucking shoe, but he like says some shit, and people are like, oh my god, They're like oh my, he's really talking about something. It's like, no, nah, there's some yellow fucking skippies. Wow, that's a. I mean, get your money if people are gonna buy. Get your money. Uh, that's why I respect this hustle. I respect this hustle. Um, speaking of uh, uh, ridiculous shoes and uh, stunting a little too hard or trying to stunt a little too hard, uh, I'm gonna text you something right now, mm-hmm. and um, I'm curious your reaction. Um, and uh, what I perceive will be a judgment. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's uh, got to wait for the technology to load. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at these shoes. Are, is he selling dirty shoes? Because <laughs> the Continental 80s that are listed here, I'm looking and they're dirty. And I don't know if it's supposed to be they're dirty because he wore them or if he's selling these things dirty for $100. Damn. All right. I mean, I'm saying he could sell some basic ass skippies for $100. Yo. Wait for wait to the microaggressive uh, signature. Yo, we should go. We should go like down brand. We should go like yo. We should bring back U wings or some shit. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> never had a pair of U wings. I had the Riddick Bows. I had the Grant Hills. Never oh, the Fila Grant Hills. I had them too. The one with the triangles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had we, the Scotty Pittmans, the up tempos, uh, regulators. All right. I just, I just sent you the, I just sent you, I sent you something that I'm curious your, your wow. opinion on. Um, this is like a 360 or what? Are these slip-ons? Damn. Just, they just open the thing up. They look futuristic. I'll say that. That was my first impression. They remind me of LA Lights too, kind of. <laughs> so maybe that's that uh, nostalgia in me. So there's just two red lights on the side. What does it do? Did you click it? I clicked and I'm on the page. Is there a video that goes along with it? I see a $350 sneaker with two red dots on the midsole. 
They are the first, actually, they're the second. They're connected sneakers. Oh, it's like the phone? Yeah, the Bluetooth connected. They, you can adjust the pressure on it to your foot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was my this was my YOLO. My 401k is maxed out. Oh, you copped so this? Yeah, wow. I copped them. I copped them. You yeah. have them? You wearing them? I wore them. I wore them. How do you? How do you um, first review, first take. So, like, honestly, all right. So, what we're describing is the Nike Hyper Adapt sneakers which cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I was like, yo, is this just like a fucking technological Reebok pump mixed with an LA light? So yeah, it is. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> it is. Basically, it is. Okay. But they're mad comfortable. And, Shoes you know, tight. I could see kind of like connected clothing and all this shit. I could see like the, I could see the future they're trying to do. Wait, do they sell lace? Yeah, there's no laces. So you put your foot in and like you pre-program it. So you can program it to different pressures or whatever, and you just put it in, and it just and it just like closes on, against your foot, and you you just go. So it's perfectly tied to target like a you know a thirty year old person. That's uh, Back to the Future. I, I am like, the demographic. Yeah, I am the fucking demographic. It's like yo, you got some disposable income. Uh, at least my four hundred one k is maxed out. I do want to talk about my response, my fiscal responsibility, as I'm talking about my fiscal irresponsibility. Um. And then you gotta like charge them because they're fucking. You have to charge them. Uh, they don't take that long, oh. um, but they ask. They tell you not to keep it on the charger for over twenty four hours. So I mean, it only takes. I've only had to charge it once, I guess. And the lights. Um, can you turn them on or can you turn them off? You yeah, you turn colors? them shits off because I am not walking around with some fucking lights on my shoes. <laughs> I'm not a ten year old. <laughs> can you change the colors? Um, yes, okay. yes, you can change the colors. Can you make them pulse to the beat, the music? I don't know. Mm. You know, you know that's like my fear in life when you're walking down the street and you just start walking on beat and it's just like, God damn it, my innate rhythm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my, it's funny though because like as a kid, not only was I not allowed to, I just I just didn't want to ever spend a lot of money on sneakers mm-hmm. when everybody else was like, Yo, I gotta get the Jordans. I got my first pair of Jordans when I was like thirty something. Hmm. I um, still have yet to buy some Jordans. It's on my list, but as soon as I get to like put them in, in a, the cart, and I'm just like, nah, I can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah. So this is, but I thought about it, like, if you buy like a nice pair, of, like fucking Gators or some shit, or, mm-hmm. like, like you spend a couple hundred dollars. Like women spend a shitload of money on fucking Louboutins and shit. So it's like I could, I could be like, all right, this is a little ridiculous, but whatever. Um, you work hard. You work hard for ridiculousness. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's um, it's a lot of money, but I I enjoy it. So whatever. Maybe I'll rock them to New York. I was Maybe just rock about to say to the same thing. Rock them, rock them, uh, rock them, rock them hard to New York. And I'll keep an uh, eye out to see if I see anybody with these on. But uh, so far, <laughs> I have not. The dude at my office though, who is like a closet sneakerhead. I was just we were just walking to a meeting. He's like, "Are those a hyper adapts?" And that was the first time I wore them. Oh. <laughs> I was like, "Yes." <laughs> He's like, am I the first one to notice it? I was like, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, the other thing came up uh, kind of Coachella related. I don't want to spend a lot of time on him, but should we talk about your boy Kanye wanting to start a church? No, I don't want to talk. Okay. Well, I will cool. talk okay. about the fact that he was um, selling souvenirs at the end too. So For $75. Yeah. He can't not be an idiot. The center of attention. He cannot like. Yeah. 
Yo, he. But honestly, I could see the dude starting a church. He's like, what's the difference between him and Creflo Dollar and all those fucking? Um, there's nothing really wrong. He could have did that before he did this stuff. Um, I don't think he f- thought he had to go to these lengths, and I feel like these are extreme lengths that he's going through right now to us uh, rebrand himself. But um, I never thought his ego could get him to the point of starting a church. Although I kind of felt like it could. And now he's doing it. And I don't think he's going to go that route, but he is doing anything to kind of ingratiate himself with people. And it's really funny though, apparent. And I don't like it. it it's like, <clears throat> I think people like us, like, it's going to sound hipster or whatever, but like, we were on to Kanye mad early. Yeah. Um, where it's like, yo, y'all got to check out this dude. And then like, yo, he got into this car accident and he's rapping like with his mouth shut. Like, it was just like crazy. Um, but, you come and go because you're just like, I, right, I'm not feeling that album or like, I, right, his like production's getting weird. But people are so like reverent around him. It's like I could see a bunch of like, like he could start a cult. Yeah, like yeah. a bunch of like rich kids from LA would just be like, oh my god, Kanye, oh my god, it's so great. And like, he'd like have him drinking Kool Aid. He's the a really good example of how like self confidence can really convince people and manipulate people into thinking something because I've never thought, I mean, Kanye West with the soul beats and everything in the beginning. Yeah. He made good music. Um, when he started venturing out and doing some of the crazy stuff later on in his career, I was like, this is garbage for multiple albums. And he just seemed to rise and rise because he was always reinforcing in the songs that he is the best person doing this. And it's going to work on some people. Uh, I feel like some people don't listen to that music or um, that's the only entry into that music that they have because they know him for his shenanigans and that's how they get into it. But um, I think that if you keep on saying you're great, there are going to be some people who believe you. So is, is you know how like rappers sometimes use the same lines over and over to get corny? Like Kanye had that line like uh, uh, mayonnaise colored uh, car called Miracle Whip. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ludacris had like the same exact line or some shit. Danger for Jadakiss color. Danger. Yeah. Exactly. It's getting to the point where like the line that's corny and played out that people say so much is I love you more than Kanye love Kanye. Mm. Like I've heard that on multiple songs mm. now. <laughs> it's like it's, he's become a, a walking meme. But what if let's just play devil's advocate. What if he is the second coming of the Messiah and like Kim is his whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like fuck you. <laughs> She's got okay. She's got mad followers, right? She's becoming a like lawyer she's, too. I heard. Yeah, they're rebranding for a political career. I think that's that's what exactly what I'm saying though. Like, like it's crazy to think about, but she's got mad influence. Yeah, crazy followers. People. She made a shitload of money off of fucking Kim Kardashian emojis. Mm-hmm. So people want to put take money out their pockets. Mm-hmm. This dude. I mean, we pay attention to him because, like, every like three years, he puts out a song that's like, "I," you're like, "Okay." Um, so, like, they're kind of bizarrely powerful. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you yeah, think? So, like, what can... if this is like some some like cult shit that we're all just part of? And Chris Jenner is the like Kabbalah shit. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm just using big words. It's like Illuminati. Well, you, um, you're sounding like us. So, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> You think Kanye West can handle being um, the the husband of the president? Because I feel like it would be Kim, if anybody. She's really pushing this goodwill uh, political whole uh, ideology right now. 
Um, I don't know yeah. if his ego can handle it. No. Easy. No. <laughs> but I will, I will sure. give her credit, though. She's she's sticking with him through a lot of bullshit. Um, That's exactly. Like, what is she in this for at this point? I think she, I think she likes this guy. <laughs> I don't want to freak you out, but I think she might really... Really like this guy. Might even love him. I don't know. But um, he's what is this love you? What is this love you speak of? (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand this concept. (laughs) Yeah, but she's like a ride or die. You would think that all of the things that he's flopped on and messed up on, she would distance herself. But I guess she's powerful enough that she can get them by. That's the feeling I get. Oh yeah, Um, yeah. But she's smart enough not to invest her money because remember he was asking for that money from uh, Zuckerberg, like fifty million (laughs) dollars. I feel like her family has that, but they weren't willing to commit that much. So um. There's a limit to the love, but it's more than yeah. most people would do with the spouse. Yeah, they're just they're just a rich version of this. Like, Yo, baby, my mixtape coming out. My mixtape coming out, and she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to work. <laughs> you keep working that mixtape, <laughs> which is the same shit Obama's did. He, she's he's like, Yo, I'm gonna be president. She's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You go, you go community organize. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go feed our family. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. So it's all the same. I guess um, the presence, like the avatar for America, essentially, because um, we oh. choose them. And um, this one is small mindedness and racism. And this next one will be, you know, vanity. And who knows what the next one will be? Or old, old white men who act like they're on the side of good. Yeah. Should we, should we talk? We never talk about politics. And I feel like it's because we both don't like to get angry. Um, but this is Biden shit, man. So he, your man is just like, give me more. Like he's just he's so thirsty. So you mean him touching people, right? <laughs> well, that too. Well, I know he, <laughs> but um, like, yeah. but his fucking video where he like calls out like the woman who died in Charlottesville. Her mom is like, I didn't know he was gonna talk about my daughter and shit. Like, thanks for like re-traumatizing me. Mm. Um, the Anita Hill shit. So what happened with that? He called her to apologize or something? Was that what it was? Yeah. Because it's just like, yo, you're politicizing this woman's death. Mm. Like, you're like, yeah. And like, facts are facts. Mm. That shit happened in Charlottesville, et cetera. But you're calling out this woman's name. This is like for your fucking running for president shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, B. Um, and then like Anita Hill, like, yeah, history will not look kind on like this time in our in our history. The history will not look time. So, yeah, whatever. Um but like we let two sexual assault, pretty much the evidence says these dudes sexually assaulted people onto the Supreme Court, mm. <laughs> and like yeah, one happened like twenty five years ago, thirty years ago. You'd be like, oh, we weren't we weren't as aware, um, but then this shit just happened like three months ago, right? So like he set the groundwork for that with Anita Hill, silence her. Um, Clarence Thomas is like a fucking <laughs> that yeah, got a whole podcast on him, mm. um, and like. Your man just wants to be like Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe touching people, being too close in their personal space. Look, I'm cool with Obama. It's just like, yo, you're just like, I'm sure you're like more pure of heart than some other people. Mm-hmm. But like the same thing with like Clinton, right? Like it's funny how um, I'm talking Bill. It's funny how people like fucking revered Bill Clinton. It's like, why? Because he fucking played the saxophone on Arsenio. Like what made him? It doesn't take much, but we do that. Um, I remember that Arsenio Hall thing, and I remember being a kid and thinking, okay, so um, bad people play the saxophone, and I don't get why he's getting so popular, but it's even, it's like when you're at a party, and you get the white guy that even attempts to do one of the dances, and everybody's like cheering him on, <laughs> as a circle, everybody's like, nobody does that for me when I was doing a running man back when I was a kid. Nobody circled me and, and clapped and started, you know, cheering me on, 
But we do but, that. But, We're so quick to um, want to be accepted, so we accept people quicker than we should on some superficial reasons, I feel like. And it's not enough. And we always get burnt, I feel like. Always. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take us away from politics so I don't get mad. Um, oh, I got a story. Of... But you go first. Because mine is stupid. It... <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it all together. Kanye, Coachella, yeah, all this shit. bullshit. There's a theme. Um, there was an article a couple weeks ago. It was like, uh, talking about all these like young preachers and pastors who like spend a shitload of money on like Yeezys. Uh, preachers with um, sneakers. Yeah. Heard yeah, about that. yeah. Yeah. And I was like, one, I was like, let, let he who does not have the hyper adapts cast the first stone. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> um, but it's just like, what's the difference between the preachers back in the day that would do like the fucking gators and the fucking suits and the zoot suits and the fucking Cadillac. They were spending your money too. Now they're just spending your money in a conspicuous different way. So they were rocking Yeezys instead of rocking like some like Ferragamo loafers. You know their what I mean? argument is that the money they're using to buy these shoes is from their outside church dealings. So some of these people have like uh, books that they're writing and tours and festivals and whatever. And that's the money that they're using to live this lifestyle. But I thought there was like this whole thing about not being, being humble and not showing yeah. things off. And you definitely have people in your congregation who don't have these things. It'd be cool if maybe you gave them some of this money. But yeah. You're not going to do that. And then the other thing that's weird um, in some churches, and I've heard this before, is that the congregation wants their pastor to look good. It's kind of like the mascot of their church. So they don't yeah. mind giving these tithes and having these people spend this money Bullshit. on their cars and their clothes because they represent the church and they want them. Yeah, that's some, that's some low self-esteem shit, man. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, like, I know we're not, it's not Easter, so I feel like it would be sacrilegious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my problem with religion, yo. It's like, it's like a few people who know how to take advantage of other people. Yeah. And sometimes you take advantage of them. And I'm going to use, say, take advantage very liberally. Mm-hmm. You could take advantage of people to like, help them understand what's going on. Like you had a weak moment, like, and it's like, Hey, there's some teachings, et cetera. Like that's to me, you know, taking advantage is probably too broad a term, but then you got others who are like, yeah, they're giving me all this money cause they want me to look good. So I represent them while they're still f- fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's the same thing with politics, right? It's like, you want to like these fucking people is like, tell the government get off my my medicaid and it's just like it is the government's fucking program you idiot um and it's like sorry sorry to our southern listeners i don't know why i went into that accent (laughs) reflex but um, but yeah man so it's like you know it's been a while since i was forced to read the bible but like god sounds like an asshole it's like he's angry he's vengeful it's like why do you have to be god fearing Mm. (laughs) <laughs> it's like the whole thing is a very subservient structure mm-hmm. um and i okay the guy sounds like an asshole that was very broad I, you know i totally respect everyone's got their thing but like i get what you're saying i get what you're the saying the way it was written it is very like you're meant to be down here mm-hmm. but don't worry in the afterlife this thing you don't know about is going to be better i mean there's whole like theories and sociology about this like protestantism and shit where you could basically exploit people and you give them the promise of an afterlife. Yeah, absolutely. Drugs like, so, the masses. That was the quote. Yeah, man. Sorry, I don't know why I got so. Now I hear you on that. I think it's there. because um, for some people it's blatant, and uh, 
some of us just see it a little bit clearer and some people don't want to see it because they have faith, which is admirable. They have a very strong faith, but I don't think you need to go to a organized place to, to still have that faith. I feel like so if you preach, if your preacher is, is like stunting a little too hard mm-hmm. <laughs> while you're struggling and you're doing your best to take 10% out of what you have to tithe, like, you really got to ask, are you getting the return on that investment? Exactly. I told you this and maybe, story. Oh, and maybe the return on the investment is you have community, you feel like you belong, whatever. Mm-hmm. You could probably do that cheaper. You know, like, like there's some religions where like the people of the cloth are the ones that you're supporting them because they have given up things in order to help guide your faith. Mm-hmm. That's very different when you are giving up things so your man can stunt extra hard. Absolutely agree. Um, I think I mentioned this story before. Tell me if I'm repeating, but um, won't name the church. But one time I was asked to attend as a favor to somebody and I said I would go and we're sitting there and the pastor or preacher brings up his daughter and starts speaking about how she got into this school and she's going to be going here and doing this and this is her degree and da 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 da. Turns out that um, it was funded by the church. The church paid for a scholarship, and it just so happened that the daughter of the guy who owns it or runs it um, received that scholarship. And it was like a 10-minute speech with her up there, and I guess the church was clapping for her and applauding her um, about the fact that she's getting this excellent education and um, fully funded by the church. And nobody saw anything wrong with that. And he didn't see anything wrong with that. Pretty much, I don't want to say rubbing it in the face, but just flashing. And I thought... I thought flashiness was just not supposed to be a part of it. And if you're a cynical person, that pushes you further away from some of the uh, aspects of it. So, you know, we were talking about the Wu-Tang documentary that's out on Showtime, which I haven't watched yet. I thought it came um, out in May. No? Okay. I don't know. It's, it's almost, I don't know. Whatever. I'm excited. It's coming out. See it. Yeah. I'm, I will see it too. So they, so some of Wu-Tang is into, um, uh, you know, supreme mathematics and, you know, like those dudes on Fulton Mall that like the black Israelites and shit, they, they're a little extreme. Um, they're very extreme. They're complete assholes. Um, but so the whole thing of Supreme Mathematics and wherever it came from, it, it's like some like anything else, Scientology, whatever. It's like some dude like wrote some shit down to start to make sense to some people and then kind of gets a cult following. Mm-hmm. But the whole argument, and if you listen to Wu-Tang songs, uh, they talk about the shit all the time. It's like um, you had five percent of the world is like supposedly like learned 10 percent is wicked and 85 percent are deaf dumb and blind mm-hmm. okay so it's like you know like the five percenters like the five percenters are the ones that are wise and are supposed to help uh combat the 10 percent that are wicked for you know to save that 85 percent so you've listened to any J Electronica, you've listened to any Wu-Tang, <laughs> you have been indoctrinated into Supreme Mathematics. Now, while that might be extreme, like, is there something to it, right? Like, think about our our political system. It's it's a representative democracy. Like, you don't have, like, John and Billy and Tyrone, like, making decisions if we should go to, <laughs> go to war with Iraq. It's like, we've said, okay, we're going to elect somebody who's going to hopefully make some good decisions. And of all the politicians, all the congresspeople, all the senators, all the state politicians, city politicians, some are corrupt, some are assholes, some are just there for their own self. But there's got to be like a small percentage that really give a fuck. Yeah. Um, so you know, maybe the supreme mathematics is some like some weird cult shit, but it's like it's kind of 
you know, most people, like you said, that they're, they're going to clap when they literally got money taken out of their pocket to pay for some dude's daughter's scholarship. <laughs> and like, maybe you're the one in the congregation, like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like, guys, this doesn't make sense. But it's hard when you got like 100 people who are clapping and smiling. One dude who's like, these idiots. And one dude is like, yo, is <laughs> like, how do you get people on your side when they just want that? Like, yeah, they want that opiate. I think you got to have your conscience. I don't know. This is that's a blanket statement. But I remember and I'm not <laughs> I'll put the disclaimer. This is on a completely unrelated topic. And I'll put a period <laughs> at the end of it. I remember my dad one time um, we were sitting in the car, we were talking and we somehow got on the topic of. Um, pimps and hoes and whatever. I remember my dad saying that um, to be a pimp, you really have to have no conscience and hate the person that you're pimping. And that's what I'm. That's where I'm going to leave it. <laughs> On some uh, <laughs> vague elusive shit. <laughs> I don't want any sound bites to the link in that, so I want to put a little period in between um, our previous yeah, topic and yeah. this topic. But um, <laughs> I feel like I have more of a conscience. I can't be one of these people uh okay yeah okay let's move along <laughs> what was your what was your stupid story uh my stupid story so i was at uh duane reed um on my lunch break and i uh i'm standing at the cashier line and there's the uh, refrigerator that's right next to us and they sell beer over there and there's this guy and i see him coming in it's like 12 o'clock and he's stacking beers he's stacking cases of beers 12 packs and um, I'm waiting in line and I look and I'm like, damn, that's a lot of beers. Like, he's really going to drink this much at 12 o'clock? Like, there's no residential areas around here. It's all businesses. Like, where is he taking his beer? And he um, stacks up the beers. So I finally get to the cashier and she's ringing me up and she's like, oh, hold on one second. Hold on one second. And she says, excuse me, sir. Sir, you have to pay for those, sir. Sir, please put it down, <laughs> sir. This dude gets up with uh, three or four cases of Corona and <laughs> walks right out the door. And I'm like... <laughs> uh where's your security and she says that this company doesn't even pay for security so you can essentially walk into these stores and just take anything and if you don't really want to worry about getting caught or you don't care about jail time um they will not stop you because if they do stop you then they'll get in trouble and they'll get written up so this is like a common occurrence these guys come in they just steal beer they smile and laugh on their way out and they just have an endless supply so um savings tip if you head over to a location, I will tell you, you can get some free ass beer. Um, it's insane that people are working for like minimum wage in some places and they're not even valued enough to give them security or protect them. And they will in fact get in trouble for trying to trying to help. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's like, it's like a dine and dash, but it's, it's like crazy. you're getting the raw food. It is crazy. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's the problem with capitalism, I guess. Yeah, I sound like a hippie today. I sound like an anarchist, anti-religion hippie. Um, yeah, that pimp is uncalled for. Who, I didn't agree with that. Who buys $350 shoes. Um, <laughs> for the record, I think people know our voices enough that that pimp comment was not mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, businesses, like especially retail, you just build in loss and spoilage. Hmm. So it's written into their financials that people are going to do shit like that. Yeah. yeah. So like somebody did the calculation, like it's better to it's just have that, yeah. that dude walk out. Yeah. Um, though if you are, if you're a waiter 
and someone comes uh, skips out on the bill, they do a dine and dash, mm-hmm. that comes out of your pay. Mm. So waiters, like they will run your ass down. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking leaving a bad tip. <laughs> like you're not you're not taking money in my pocket. I asked the lady, I was like, Can I get some beer too? And she said no. But um come on, B. We were laughing. We were in a good mood. I thought I could get a free beer. <laughs> you ever get those moments where like you get something for free and you just feel like the the universe is smiling upon you? It's like you buy like the six chicken nuggets, they give you like seven, mm-hmm. you get that like that like mutant chicken nugget is like two in one. Yeah, I love that. I'm gonna yeah, give you another. It just, uh, it just feels like another savings tip. Yeah, feels guess... like God is smiling upon you. <laughs> this is another savings tip, but I'm realizing the context. Um, it's about chicken. We just talked about beer, and that's about chicken. But um, we are we are so lowbrow today. <laughs> if you wait till like closing time when you're doing grub exactly, whatever, you get a they KFC to, have, at midnight. They have to give it away. The twelve piece becomes a twenty piece. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm saying six piece biscuit, 10 piece biscuit. So, you know, wait till yeah. the end. Um, might be a little dry, but uh, <laughs> you get a lot of meat. Awesome. Or for my California listeners, you go to the farmer's market at the very end and they got to give that kale away because they're not taking it back to the farm. And for my dumpster <laughs> divers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember like this is like this tells you how much of a fat little kid I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to McDonald's like late one time and I was like, yeah, let me get a double cheeseburger. And they must have started cleaning the grill. So your man was like, oh, fuck. So then what he did, he just took the the patties out of the double quarter pounder and put it in the double cheeseburger buns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I got it for like 99. I was like, yo, <laughs> what's up? And years later, I discovered running and the gym. Thank God. Um, <laughs> uh, music this week. We, uh, we had some good ideas. Oh, was one thing I want to say about music. Uh, so did you hear about, we talked about the little Nas X and the Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. So you heard about that yeah. billboard that they put out? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I guess. Um, describe, describe it. Because yeah, yeah, there's <laughs> this a place called Musicians Row. I want to say it's in Tennessee, but. Um, in Nashville? Yeah. Uh, so essentially they put up a billboard to promote their artists. So more than likely it was the company releasing the record or the representatives of Billy Ray Cyrus, Cyrus, excuse me, uh, they put up a billboard saying, you know, congratulations, number one country single, you know, it's doing really well, blah, 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 blah. And then next to that picture, he took a picture saying this would not be possible without Little Nas X. But I think it's interesting that um, how quickly yeah, it was little, accepted and adopted. It's Little Nas X's song, right? It's Little it's Nas X's Ray song, Cyrus exactly. Song. Yeah. And not much has changed outside of Billy Ray Cyrus singing on something that's pretty much still Little Nas X, but the response how different it could be when you just change the uh the people on a record is really indicative of uh something that's not changing in this country as much as we want to think it is um these little boys clubs and private clubs and old boys clubs that uh try to keep people out yeah man microaggressive is for the people we are we are a podcast we are anarchist (laughs) anti-religion feminist <laughs> pro black pro lgbtqia um we hate and love everything you hate and love also all the adjectives we will hate if you want send us who you want us <laughs> to hate, hate on you want us to we hate. will hate for you okay. oh i like that tag though uh. 1-800 dial some hate um <laughs> people still have 1-800 numbers that should still exist i get 1-800 calls scamming oh yeah i get shit from like China and Serbia. 
Mm, I get China all the time. The the consulate, always, like every other week. Yo, Yo what if that? What if they're telling me I won something in China though? You know what's interesting? My mom went to China and she also went to um, Russia. And when she went to China, all of a sudden she got back to the states and her voicemail went straight to a Chinese voicemail mailbox. And she didn't connect any Wi-Fi or anything. She just plugged mm. in her phone, according to her. But um, for like a good three or four weeks afterwards, there'd be all these Chinese messages to me through her phone and her voicemails. It's go directly to somebody speaking Mandarin, I guess. Hmm. I mean, if they want to promote the microaggressive podcast in China, I would definitely take those inflated numbers. <laughs> so if you're listening, Chinese spy agency, um, yeah, microaggressive, we are for the people. And we're anti-Trump. Is China anti-Trump or pro-Trump? I, I can't ever tell. Is what? Is China anti-Trump or pro-Trump? Um, I feel like I see him holding like, hands with Trump and there's some dude from yeah. Foxconn. Is that a Chinese company? Yeah. Where they had some deal for this big lot and they haven't done anything on the lot for years. In Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of crazy shit, um, there was this van in Kentucky, some white van that was charging, uh, sorry, paying people for what they called cancer screenings. And what they were doing was swapping these people in the mouth for uh, DNA and they paid them $20. They went to underprivileged. Um, communities and they would just come up in a van, get the swabs, give them money, and then just bounce. So nobody knows what's that what that's about. They're thinking it might be involved in some sort of scam, but also now you have DNA, so that just opens up all yeah. other can of worms. Um, so sure this, huh? this wasn't a Jordan Peele movie. It could be. It might be a, a J movie. Now that I have uh, that other one, that measles one. Trademark. Trademark. So now we got trademarks. Yeah. We're going to be busy this summer writing some spec scripts. Oh, one more thing. Funny uh, news. I guess this is science. I don't know. Um, lady- <laughs> Not for the science minute on microaggressive. <laughs> there was this lady from uh, UAE. She was in a coma for like 20-something years, let's say 25 years, and she just started coming out. Um, they were trying to give her some sort of medication, and they might have touched an area that they thought was incorrect, and it might have stimulated brain activity. So all of a sudden she's calling for her son. Um, she's quoting all of these verses from the Quran. And, you know, after 27 years of being basically in a coma, she's moving around, which is crazy. I think it's going to be fucked up when she wakes up, though, fully. And she'd be like, yeah. damn, they're still treating women like this? Like, we didn't change it all? <laughs> it's like, wait, America's still at war in the Middle East? What? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know if 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 I'm if I'm out. Yeah, if I'm in a coma, man, just just let me sleep. Yeah, for that, <laughs> so, for that long, yeah. Just just call it. Just don't go don't go kicking some part of my fucking cerebellum and waking me up. Well, if you had to pick, what would be the um the most you would want people to hold out before they did that? Let's get a little dark on this. Three years, five years, one year. <clears throat> if I'm not living, I'm not living. Yeah, it's like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you finally get the password to my internet account so you can close them down. Uh, nah, I have a I have a do not resuscitate and I have okay, a Okay. Yeah, I mean I in my advanced healthcare directive. I'm just like, yo, don't keep me alive if I'm not living. Mm. Like that's some selfish shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm adding nothing to society right now. But put all your resources in me. Um I feel like that's the hard part. Like people like objectively like if someone's in a coma or hurt or like terminal like at that point you're keeping them around for you yeah 
Yeah, I agree with that. And it's it's hard. Like I I'm not in that position. I haven't been in that position, so I can't. I, I'm speaking a little freely, but like I don't know. Like, wouldn't it be better to accept what's happening? And I don't know. I, I guess we all need hope and shit, but. I don't know when they like someone's been clinically brain dead for like two years and like they're in court trying to fight whether or not they can pull the plug. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like, man, that to me seems more traumatic. Yeah, it's dragging like, it out. I think it's you um, can't start to heal, man. It's because there's like this physical, you know, embodiment of that person that's still here. So it's hard to cancel that, even though everything about that person isn't. Um, so I get it emotionally, but I, I'm in the same ball uh, in agreement with what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as long as Idris is alive, people will always have a, a memory of me. So, um, so my suggestion for the podcast, podcast, the mixtape this week, was based off your. Um, this is the connection to your little Nas X joint. So, because that blew up, there was like some article that was like talking about all the roots of country rap, and then uh, there's some article that was like talking about Bubba Sparks, and then I was like, oh yeah, Bubba. And then I was listening to something like Kanye and one of my favorite Kanye songs, Drive Slow, mm-hmm. featuring Paul Wall. And I was like, whatever happened to Paul Wall? Um, Selling gross. So, yeah, he had a business. Whatever happened. So it's like, yo, should we do white rappers who aren't Eminem? White. Where are they now? I mean, so. So you got Bubba slow. Sparks, you got Paul Wall. Remember that dude, Amon, who's from Staten Island? No. He had like one song. Yeah, it was very forgettable. Um, you got MC Search, um, whose biggest contribution to hip hop was having MF Doom on an album and Nas, being right? the A and R that signed Nas. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we could fill, we could fill a playlist with some white rappers. Where are they now? No, Bubba. So when you say where are they now, we're trying to find like new music that they're making. No, no, uh, <laughs> no. Paul Wall. Paul Wall. Um, who was the Bubba. dude? Oh man, he had he was Italian. Sage Francis? Sage Francis from Rhode Island underground. What up, Sage? No, it's not it's not him. It's uh damn, this guy was good at free I'll find it. I'll find it. All right, maybe maybe this one's too hard. Maybe we'll come back to this one in a future episode. Cause I was thinking about it, I was like, yo, there's actually a lot of a lot of underground white rappers. Like I would do like Aesop Rock. LP. Um LP. Um yeah, all right. You had a good idea. What was your idea? Let me remember. Oh, 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 oh. Um, so I was at work and somebody was playing a Beatles playlist, and I was listening to the Beatles playlist, and it was just lacking some emotion, some soul. And I was thinking about, uh, you know, who knew? <laughs> who knew this this English group would lack some soul in their music? But um, I was thinking about a Paul McCartney song that I like that I remember from a Simpsons episode when I was a kid. And um, it's Maybe I'm Amazed. I think that was when he was with Wings, but I'm not sure. And he was actually singing out with some passion. Um, so I was thinking about covers of songs that just were a lot better on the cover. Um, so I was thinking of um, the Beatles. You had Michael Jackson, who recreated some of their stuff. You had uh, Music Soul Child, who recreated some of their stuff. Um, Bobby Caldwell uh, was redone by uh, Dwelle. Uh, shout out to Detroit. Like a lot of good remakes. And sometimes I find those remakes better than the originals. I know people will disagree with me, but what's a remake of a song that you liked? Jimi Hendrix, uh, All Along the Wash Hour. So much better than the Bob Dylan version. Mm, okay. Um, 
uh uh oh speaking of beatles remakes uh joe cocker uh little help from my friends mm. Mm. that is a good one that's a good one. that, that guy a, has very good one. Yeah, yeah yeah that guy has some soul dude um who else uh tina turn i can tina did um proud mary which was uh i think credence clearwater revival um this shit was much better mm-hmm. um yeah i feel like back in the 60s that's what everyone did like somebody would put out like a folk like rock version and then like somebody would make like a hard rock or like a soul version. I think it's like hip hop's equivalent uh, of like hopping on a remix and just doing yeah. your own thing. Um would you do Fuji's No Woman No Cry? I put it on. It's a it's a big fish, but I, I put it on. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um let's see. I mean, there's so many. That's the problem. But like the, um, the ones best really, ones, the ones when you were like, I prefer this one over that one. Absolutely. That you, you cared about, that stuck with you. Uh, All in the Wash Hour, uh, Little Help from My Friends, mm-hmm. those are the two that stick out. Um, I, I think it's some. I think it's some. I feel like um, that's the problem with hip hop. We just sample, we don't actually like do new versions. We just sample and remix. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I feel I feel like some something will come up. Oh, so I don't think there's a recording of this, but I saw John Legend uh in concert and he opened up his set doing a cover of Rolling the Deep, Adele, and it was like banging. Really? But I don't think he ever recorded it. It just did it live. Mm. Thanks for filming. Shout out to John Legend, yo. I respect dude a lot. My um Mrs. J was talking about how when she was in uh Florida and he was starting out and she went to some of his concerts when he first started. So he's come a long way. Um I remember when he was doing the stuff with Kanye on those mixtapes that came out and he definitely stood out as somebody you wanted to hear yeah. on. He was touring with Kanye, we saw yeah. him on tour. Yeah. I feel like we've told that story like fifteen times. I was like, yo, it's we saw Kanye. Story. It was it's uh memories of the good times uh before it turned <laughs> bad. Um, what have we learned this week? We have learned that Coachella is a cesspool. <laughs> a cesspool of selfies and apparently herpes. We learned that you can come out of a coma if you want to, and if you wait long enough. So, uh, you know, get your papers in order, have a plan. We learned that um, as long as your 401k is maxed out and you put some money in the IRA, <laughs> Um, that you could stunt hard on the future of uh, sneaker technology, <laughs> which is a technological version of a Reebok pump and LA light put together. Definitely. Definitely is. We learned that if you're just really bold, you can steal some Corona from Dwayne Reed without repercussions at all. Yeah. Um, just we believe in yourself. That, we learned that on this Sunday, I had some real issues with religion. Apologies to all our religious listeners. Um, <laughs> I'm very open-minded about religion, believe it or not. I just have had some experiences i'm just like yo why does no one talk about the bullshit mm. mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that and of and course that's... we also learned that the movie us was all right <laughs> according to some people it was all right <laughs> yo but shout out to lupita Nyong- oh, oh wow you got that mahershala ali i know i'm they turning to you right now i can't lupita. say it Nyong'o? oh look at you yeah well, you gotta you gotta get your african right there yeah yeah. We feel no blackness today. Um yeah, shout out to her, man. Good. She was the best. Her and the um the little kid. Which one? The boy. The boy, really? Okay. All right. His acting was more physical. Like with his eyes and shit. Oh. 
Okay. <laughs> I didn't get that, but yeah. Yeah. Nah, you're giving positive. Yeah, yeah. We'll take that. We'll take that. I thought Winston Duke was kind of corny. I'm not going to lie. I think he was supposed to be corny. That's what no, I'm saying. But I, thought, I thought his whole performance was corny on both sides. So I want to go back to my point that I think that that was like a direct um, message to like <laughs> to a black middle class. HBCUs. <laughs> like, yo, Howard. Yeah, people who just like, who had adversity and then they got into like this comfortable little range and then didn't look back and reach back to people who were in the same position they might've been in or their, their family members of previous generations might've been in. So that's why he was this corny guy. He didn't put bass in his voice until he felt threatened because he never had to. And he was threatened by this uh, quote unquote, you know, lower class challenging him. um, And he didn't have the strength and the, the, the fortitude to kind of defend himself, which is something that the middle class lifestyle kind of, throws you into so so how do we make sure how do we stay humble you gotta reach back no 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 no. dead ass question dead ass question yeah how do you stay humble how do you what do you what do you do oh me what do i do yeah um what do i do i mean i feel like teaching teaching bought me some some time i went back (laughs) and taught in a long ass time dude you can't be living off that shit but no i do things um we have people who need to shadow or come through my uh place of work and especially with people who I see who are doing good things and trying to be positive, I'll reach out and do some extra things for them. I have somebody who I work with directly who is really good at her job. And I think she can do like 10 times, you know, more things. And I have been buying her some books, some study guides to take some tests in order to like advance herself and do better. Cause I think she can do better. She can thrive on another level. So little things like that, it's definitely not on a grand scale, but just remembering that like, I had to do these things too. And you can kind of like guide people through the same process and let them know you, there's another side to it. There's an other side to it and you can get there. You just got to like power through it yeah. and buckle down. I'm making you say this so you can redeem yourself from your talk about pimps earlier. Bishop Don Magic Juan, period. He blended the two so beautifully. Hmm. Wow. That actually, that, that brings everything full circle. Did it? Kind of. We talked about religion. We talked about exploitation. We talked, yeah. So now I'm going to find something with him talking on it. It's probably a Snoop song. Probably. And I will uh, <laughs> probably. put that on the podcast. All right. Well, that will be, uh, that will be oh, for, for the listeners that haven't figured it out, we talk about these mixtapes in these uh, playlists. They are in the liner notes of the, of the show notes. Uh, the show notes, whatever the fuck they're called. Um, we cannot play the music on the podcast because we don't got money like that. So exactly. So exactly. if you're sick of uh, Spotify's thousands of uh, algorithms for playlists, <laughs> feel free to click on ours. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> Every couple of weeks, we got you. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, our spring break is over. Um, we we are back with our hate. Remember, if you need anyone to hate on, Microaggressive is there for you. Mm. Just, just give us a shout. Let us know. Oh, upcoming episodes. Uh, I'm going to be going on a cruise in Ooh, June. Very excited. And I looked at the videos on YouTube, and it is definitely an old population of people. <laughs> old as people, dude. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. It can go really well or it can go really bad. We'll what you got to do, well, what I thought you were going to do was do one of those like couples cruises where it's like, you know, ah, you know, you so, know. So that was the plan. And then. Things changed, but Are I think you bring, you bring Lil J on the cruise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. So it's uh, it's I like mean, I love Lil J, but I'm just saying that's not a vacation. 
<laughs> you sound like many people. But um, <laughs> we'll see how that goes, and it, it's it's good content. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, um, well. It's always fun though if you don't care about the people you're around. You can always wild out a little bit more. Yeah. I remember going to a uh, New Year's Eve at a Holiday Inn. I think <laughs> we took a train. We were like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna go somewhere." And we balling, bitch, because it was such it was such um, short notice. We went to I think DC. We went to a hotel, and they had like a New Year's Eve bash. Oh wait, 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 wait! You uh, went to another city to go to a Holiday Inn? Maybe it wasn't Holiday Inn. It was a Best Western <laughs> or something. It was a hotel, though. I know that. Um, and they had a party in their like, conference area, and it was sponsored by a radio station we'd never heard of, but they played <laughs> top 40 hits, and we just like, fuck it, let's just go. So we hopped on the train, we went there, and it was probably one of the funnest ones that I've been to, because you just didn't care. So you just yeah. wilded out, because you didn't care about anybody else in that, uh, that space. So yeah. maybe this will be fun. Yeah, we'll this see. is a this is a story that I hope is past the statute of limitation, but this is back in Boston. Remember we went through that phase where we just like go to random parties? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's then fun. like we'd be like, oh yeah, we know John, blah blah blah. We know we know Bill, and yeah. then the the ill part was we went to one where the dude who lived there actually knew a dude I worked with. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, and then he like invited us to more parties. So yeah. started going to the parties legit. <laughs> it actually lost a little bit of appeal when we were actually supposed to be there. <laughs> but I was thinking about that. That's actually that is hardcore trespassing. Oh no, absolutely. Absolutely, like, it was Florida, we'd be shot. So yeah, they could have stood their ground hard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to be twenty. Yeah, all right. Um, it's a beautiful day out here in San Francisco. I'm gonna go enjoy it. All right, you do that. And I'll do the same. All right, man. One. All right, one. <laughs> <laughs>